I'm just one of them gays. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let the boys go through. Oh. Because he's really a hoe. <laughs> Don't let him pull it out on you. <laughs> yes. You will. I like that. You cannot listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, so just to introduce who is here with me right now, because this is my brother. I know I've said that before, because you know I had AJ on here. She's my sister, and we mentioned that you know we was in a house together. So we in the house of soldier. Soldier. Yup. And so just quick, you know, quest. That's what he goes by. He's a male entertainer. He's an advocate for HIV AIDS. He's on the committee board for New York City Black Pride. And then he's also in the House of Soldier, like I said. I'm the prince of the House of Soldier. He's the prince. Oh, excuse Get me. Get it right. <laughs> I'm royalty, damn it. What the, uh, who the fuck am I? Oh, You're we a peasant. We're going to have to talk. I'm going to be like, uh-uh, excuse me, father. I'm definitely somebody. The fuck? This <laughs> is that peasant. I'm not no fucking peasant. <laughs> um... Okay, so like, what do you want to talk about first? <laughs> you want to talk about your mama first? You want to talk about what you do first? Well, we could do all of this. Well, we could talk about what I do first. Okay, the, the mama situation, we can have that last. That's a little. That's a little lot to talk Cause about. Because you stressed, right? Oh, baby, <laughs> you have no idea. But what I can start off is, uh, yeah, I'm a male entertainer. I started off at the age of 16. Mm. How it happened was on a fluke. I went to this party. I don't know whoever's listening. If you know, back in the '90s, there was this event called Poppycock. Where it was, be specific? Cause it you... was in it was in Midtown Manhattan. On okay. it was at the old shelter on Thirty Third Street between Fifth and Sixth. Poppycock. Yeah, y'all had the funniest names for these little gays. Yeah. Well, I just this went was there. a gay spot, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a gay spot, and I went there with some friends in. While we there, we were drunk, we having fun, and they talk about we were having this amateur strip contest. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna get in this and I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I got it and I won. I beat like seven dudes. So then the manager. Because he was a little freak, a little freak nasty. Yeah, a little, 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 little bit. Just a little? A little, little, little bit. It's okay. So then the manager, he's like, um, why don't you come and um, work here? And I'm like, work here, do what? He's like, dance. I'm like, how much y'all paying? He says, well, this is your first time, so we'll pay you a good easy uh, easy $100. I was like, oh. I can work with that. I can work with that. Oh. So instead of it just being, I'm just dancing, I come in the next week, I come to learn to find out that it's a lap lounge. What does that mean? It's doing lap dances. Oh. So it's this dimly lit room. All you see are candles lit, and you can't hardly see anybody. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Fuck it. So I I'm went like, in there. Katie, nobody's seen me, so you know. Nope. I went in there, <laughs> and I did it, and it was like, it was weird, but liberating. Because I'm just all free. I'm just all hanging out there, just swinging. Just, yes. And I love it. You definitely like to swing. Shut it up. I'm definitely going to tell them how Shut I met. Shut it up. How I first, first met your fucking swinging ass. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get there. But go, go ahead. Continue but your so story. <laughs> I did it. And out of that night, I made 500 even. Oh, my God. 500 even. And I said, I can do this. I like this. And that's where Quest was born. And how I created the name is that I said, you know, throughout my life, throughout my, throughout my, the life of being LGBT, I was always in search of figuring out who I am, where I belong, what I should do. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me. That, that phrase stuck with me, in search of. So then I looked at, it started off as just Q. Because okay. my cousin had a joke with me when I was in school, when I was in junior high and high school. I looked like such a nerd. So she called my name as Steven. I'm going to need photo proof. Oh, I, I got proof. Pocket <laughs> protector and a, and a big old gooky glasses, oh, too. Oh, no. Yeah, she, she started calling me Q. Short for Stephen Q. Urkel. That bitch. 
that Wait, bitch. And then you turned the stuff on, and that's where that's yes, where Quest God came damn out. It. Yes, <laughs> you, you jumped out the little machine. You was like, and it's Quest now, bitch. <laughs> and then, yeah, so it went from Q U E to Quest, and I said Quest. That stuck with me. Quest means in search of you on a search of something. So, mm. so that's that. That's something that could possibly be a lifelong journey. So I stuck with it, and. He was born and it was all down here from there, baby. It definitely was. So we go back up a little bit. I want to hear about like your coming out story or if you did come out or like when Ooh. you started to like think about that. Beautiful. Yourself. Yeah, so cause that was at 16. You went to 16. The, yeah, okay. I didn't come out then. I was out to my friends, but to my family, I wasn't completely out. yet. So when did you come out. out to your friends? So to my friends, I came out to them. Two weeks prior to going to this club. Oh, then you moved quick. We were hanging out and I just <laughs> I just came out with it. But because they tried to have me meet this girl and put her on me and I just was not into it. I was into the dude who brought her into it. Oh. And I wound up taking him too. So. Oh, oh, oh. And I said, hey, this That's is like, fun. I was like, so thank you for bringing her. <laughs> but um, can, yes. I, can I talk to you? But I can, <laughs> the, the trail, my real coming out was, this was like a year after I started dancing and the thing about it is that so you I was, was keeping, keeping that it, hidden, right? Yeah, okay. and it was bothering me a lot because I would leave home dressed a certain way, and once I get downtown in our area, I'd have to change and dress a different way. Right. And going back home, I have to do it vice versa. Uh -huh. So it just started to bother me so much. I'm like, damn, this but is. But isn't who that I... safe to do anyways? That's that's the that was no not not really it, not it just... not as a gay person. Just meaning like in those that the stripper well, clothes and stuff. Wouldn't no it be no safe no, to... it was a stripper clothes, just regular clothing. There's certain things that you wear would be like okay, you can wear comfortable things around, be around the LGBT community. Oh, you just mean period, not yeah, when just you period. just stripping. Just no period. no oh, okay, no, okay. just period. There's certain things that I felt more comfortable wearing. But then if you wear that in the hood, you're gonna look at you. Oh, look at this homo. Look at this faggot ass right. nigga. And Shit back like in that. them days, see, it's a little easier right, now. Right, it's but much back, easier. What then, years was this? This, this was, was in... 95, 96, 97. Oh, yeah, those three, within those three years, it was just like crazy. Okay. So my family was all together and we were, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. And I had a show that night. So I'm at the table, we're all eating and... I had a friend who was with me, and they're like, bitch, you know, you got to get dressed, and we got to get up out of here and go. And I'm like, they're like, what's wrong? You here with family and everything? Like, you stressed out about going to work tonight and all this? I'm like, no. I'm stressed because I got to change my clothes and do all this shit back and forth. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. And I've been feeding myself. I ain't fucking myself. I'm financing myself. Because I live by those three rules. If there ain't nobody feeding you, fucking you, financing you, ain't got a goddamn thing to say about what you do. Where you go and how you do it. The three Fs. The three Fs. Let's stick with that, people. The three Fs. Remember that. <laughs> remember again. Remember for the people in the me. back. If they ain't fucking you, financing you, or feeding. feeding you, they ain't got a damn thing to say about what you do in your entire life. The three Fs. Remember that. Remember it, people. Put it on paper. F F F. Mm -hmm. Read it. <laughs> write it down. Remember it. Uh, put it in your pocket. Look at it a little bit later. Whatever you need to do. Silly. All 2018 hashtag. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happened is that we're all at the table and we're sitting there and I'm just like, I'm frustrated. I'm just, I have so much I want to bring out. I'm just, it's just, it's just grinding me down. I'm like, forget it. I ate. I stood up and I said, listen, y'all, I got to go to work and everything, but I need to tell y'all something. Uh-oh. The entire room got quiet. <laughs> and my heart said, boom, 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 right, boom, like, uh... I got nervous. But then it got into my head that, listen, you need to get this done. Just get it done. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, y'all, I have to go to work. Where you, where you working? And I said, listen, well, I'm a stripper. I take my clothes off to make money, y'all. And I'm fucking gay. I like dudes. <laughs> and I'll mess with girls, but I love men. My mother stood up and said, Motherfucker, I already knew. <laughs> I love your mom. And then the rest of them in the table, they looked up, they looked up. Shit, your stupid ass, Darren. You know? I'm like, like such a little gay. Ass. We knew it. The thing, the 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 weight that lifted off. But of yeah, me. you needed to say it, right? I mean, just I mean, I don't know anyone out there who's who's had a coming out story and that is similar to that to where you're accepted, where you feel you are, you've been accepted. Right. That weight that falls off of you, and then they call you stupid, and <laughs> it just felt so good, right, and I, I had a tear dropped a little bit. The glory tear. Yes, it's that that me and me. I got dressed. I went out. I had the best night. I came home. I walked through the that door. That was a good thing. They were still cleaning. There was like a couple of my family members were still there cleaning up. I walked through the door. He was like, hey, you had a good night? I'm like, yeah, I had a good night. It's like, good. How much money you made? 
It's like, all right, mommy said, go ahead. All right, go get me some weed. <laughs> I went and got a weed. We sat in the living room and I smoked a blunt for the first fucking time with my mother. It ain't stopped yet, y'all, because we still smoking. And my mother's 71 years old. Yeah, y'all, I forgot to ask him to bring the weed, y'all. I'm so mad. Yeah, something wrong with her, y'all. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, something I was busy. I've been working. Something wrong with that brain. She, Yeah, she don't forget to bring the edibles, though. <clears throat> mm, yeah, uh-huh. I'm about my business. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> That's for another episode. Uh-huh, you plead the fifth now, huh? You plead the fifth? That's for another episode. But, yeah, that was my coming out story. It was. I know there's many people out there who has not had coming out stories like that, but mine's... It was unexpected, but it it kind of catapulted me to be more comfortable in my skin. That's it really great. did. That's a beautiful beginning to your quest. Oh yeah, very. <laughs> good. It, it's still going, and it, ooh, what a ride this has been! It's been a great ride. Roller coasters. Right? Yeah. So what's next? What else do you want to know? Um, so yeah, that was the beginning. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, so the stripping was how you started to get involved in the LGBT community. Yeah, that that's just, that's what, that's what catapulted me into wanting to just explore what the LGBT community was all about. Okay, because, so let's talk about that. Well, okay, well, from the stripping, I got to get into, well, oh yeah, yeah, let, let's just go down the line, fuck it. From stripping, <laughs> I got to meet a lot of people and I met someone who, quote unquote, was a mentor, but really just turned out to be a hoe. Who wanted me? Who was I? Was a piece of meat and a trophy piece it too. It was a home mentor. Yeah, and he took me to the first ever sex party I ever been to. Was his party he threw? I wasn't comfortable there. Those was popping back. You yeah, can, they you were. Can lift it they too. they were popping back then, and I didn't I didn't like it. I I didn't really. I was kind of uncomfortable, but I was getting so much attention, and that made me double uncomfortable. So I left. He calls me the next day. He says, "Well, listen, I work for this company." And you can do, and we want you to do a solo, do a video, do a solo scene. Oh. I'm like a solo scene. I'm, 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 I'm just dumb. Don't know all of this and all. He's like, well, he explained you to me. You still what 16 a, at this time? I was no. At this time, I was 17, 18. Okay. Then. And you're and, not even an adult yet. No, I wasn't an adult. At all. I was. And going on the story, you'll see the things that I've done. You're going to be amazed that I've actually done all this shit. So, he t- he tells me he's going to go and he has to go to the place to where they film at and all. And I'm like, well, solo scene, he explained it to me that it's just me by myself beating my meat on camera, probably looking at a video, but beating my meat or whatever, use your imagination or whatever. But I said, okay, how much you can pay? He said, $200. I said, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Ding, exactly. Should have started with the money. So we went, <laughs> walk into this this little uh, brownstone in, in uh, downtown Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We go to the top floor. We go in. Room is dimly lit. It seems like a, it seems like a madam's house because there's things laying around and I'm like wow okay I sit down he things? goes like Dildos sex toys certain things oh. like that yeah so he goes in the back I'm sitting there and there's this other guy there and he's looking at me looking me up and down and like and the first thing I thought of in his head he's looking he looked me up he looked me down I said he I said in his mind he said fresh meat I'm like okay uh, I'm just sitting there so my mentor he comes back out and he comes back out with this tall light skinned guy. They come on, he's and he has his clipboard. The guy gives me the clipboard. My mentor walks out the door, and I'm I'm like I got the clipboard on my lap, and I'm wondering like what this. And the guy says, "Hey, just fill this out and just bring it to the back to me." I pick the clipboard up. I look at it. It's not just for filming. This is also an escort service. So I said, "Oh, he jerked me, double time." So I'm like, "All right." I filled it out. It was you a, still it was, filled it out. It was a model release for the filming. I filled that out, and then I said, "You know what?" I can make some extra. I can make even extra money doing this. That's I knew. How they get you. Yeah, in my mind, I already knew about what escorting was. So I was like, I was a little young ass, little, little hot, little thought. So I said, fuck it. I'm getting paid. Let's to go. Do what I already- Let's do this. <laughs> he wanted to take, and then he wanted to take a few preliminary pictures. So he said, this is how we sh- what we show clients and all. He took the pictures. I went home. Two hours after I got home, he tells me I got a gig. I got a job for you. Really? I'm like, wow. I was like, where is it? He started giving me. Giving me the information, he's like, "Well, this guy and this is this is how this is how listen to the story really. This is how I got used to learning how to deal with certain things that I, people that I had to go see with this particular my first client ever. I he brought some popcorn for this. Shut thing. it up. <laughs> he, te- he tells me he explains to me. He says, "Well, this is how it is. You're gonna go to this place in Union Square, 14th Street, Union Square." Um, this is back when Union Square was just a whole bunch of crackheads and stuff. Um, not really, because I didn't really explore around there. I didn't really know the atmosphere. I just knew that Webster Hall was in the area. Mm-hmm. The subway was here. The village was here, which I have not even gone to the village yet. I didn't. Even, I didn't experience. Where was you the from? 
Where are you from? I was in I was in Harlem. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I've, yeah, I'm, I'm raised in Harlem, but I'm a Guyanese descent. No, where my no, GT, no, where yeah. my GT bonnets at? Y'all know, raise it up. Come scunt. on now. Ah, oh, scunt. <laughs> Stop with the GT nonsense. So he tells me, he tells me this guy. He says the guy's name is John. That's of not his course, real name. Right. I just have to give it He's to y'all that. And he says, um, you go there. The guy he smokes crack. And what he's gonna do is all he's gonna do. He's gonna smoke, suck your dick, smoke, suck your dick, and that'll be it. I'm like, really? Oh, um, if y'all haven't noticed already, um, this is a um, very highly explicit. <laughs> she didn't warn y'all yet. She know me. Why you ain't warned them yet? I mean, I'm gonna put it in the put it in the description. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Mama, like I said, this is not an episode for yep. you. I'm a, I'll let y'all know now before I continue. I'm a free spirit. Yeah. I don't hold my tongue. Yeah. I'm very comfortable in my skin. Yeah. And, and, you know, like he said, he identifies as a gay man. So for all my people who are not fully comfortable listening to that stuff yet, there's going to be two things you're not going to want to hear. going to be a whole bunch of gay talk and a whole bunch of sex talk. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, back at the ranch. Right. <laughs> I got on the subway. I got down there. Doorman takes me upstairs. The doorman took me up there. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, I'm fabulous with this shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm getting the doorman taking me upstairs. Shit, what this, let's do this. A crackhead, right? I'm Isn't that so confusing a little bit? Yeah, like- but I'm thinking that that's, that's, the, that's what's in my mind. I'm thinking the dude was a complete crackhead. So I'm going to go into this dirty, messed up house. Right, you think of a crack house funny. with trash bags over the window. Not at all. Uh, he's Knock a functional the door, crackhead. Open up the door. It's this guy. He looks like Jim Belushi with his hair missing a little bit. He looks like a miniature Jim Belushi. I don't know who the fuck that is. So I walk in. Jim Belushi, um, the principal. From? The movie, The Principal. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> shit. We're gonna have that movie night. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna watch the Yeah, we could watch the principal. That's a good movie though. Okay. So he, he opens up the door. I go in, the guy he he shakes my hand and he says hi to me, but his head is held a little low. But I can hear him clearly, so we go into his bedroom. The bedroom is lavish. Beautiful bedroom. Did you have a weapon with you or something? No, I didn't. I was dumb. I was all I was thinking about is the money. I was just I was exploring this shit. I didn't. I didn't know I was. Listen, I didn't Did know what I was doing. Did anybody know where you was except for the escort? The only person who knew where I was was my boyfriend, who I told him where I was going. Okay, at least somebody knew. And so I got in there, and he goes in his. He goes tells me to sit in this chair. When I sat in the chair, I look at the table next to me. This fucking table had this bowl on it, a small little round saucer bowl, full of white little pellets. In my head, I already know what crack looked like. So I said, fuck out of here. That had to be over $2,000 worth of crack rocks in this goddamn bowl. And I'm like, and I look to my right. It's another table with this green um, platter. He got like seven fucking pipes on it. Seven. And I'm like, how is he doing? No, it's just for him. And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm wondering, what does he do with this? Lo and behold, I shut my mouth. I didn't have to talk at all. I had my clothes off. I had just had my shorts on, my drawers on. He came down, went in between my legs, stood there for a minute, grabbed two rocks, put it in one pipe, pulled that shit like he had the lungs of steel, held that smoke. I'm sitting there looking at him like. And then did the shit at the same time? No, he blew it out. He blew it to the side. And he, he said, <laughs> and went in and started sucking like he never sucked before. I said, glory. Stopped. Took a break. Went to the side of his room, came back, went back again, grabbed the next pipe. So I said, oh, this is how he do it. Seven times he did it, seven pipes, seven other rocks. After the seventh one, he got up, went to the bathroom, came back, gave me my money. I left. Went home, went to sleep, woke up the next day, went back to the studio, gave them their cut, kept my cut, went home until the next job came. And I was like, wow, this is how it is? But as it progressed, I got into more crazier stuff but then it got as the years passed that i kept doing it i started to travel and experience it in a more how should i say a more professional way <laughs> what you gonna say <laughs> damn it in a I what you was about to say in the more you know i've by escorting i've met many i've met many, many interesting dicks. people many dicks <laughs> Many assholes, many shapes, many sizes. Oh, I've my even, God. I've even, I've had celebrities. I can't mention them. But can you was, describe, can you give us some secret tea? Um, I'll, I'll describe one. Okay. 
it was a couple. You know, they, were, they were a straight couple. I'll tell you after this who they actually were. Yeah. But it was a straight couple. I went to see them. If anyone is familiar with the Black and Blue Festival they had in Montreal, Canada, they flew me to Montreal, you Canada. You flew to Montreal, bitch? Yeah. They flew me to Montreal, Canada, and they took me to the Black and Blue Festival. We had a lovely time. Went back to the hotel. I fucked the husband and the wife separately. Yeah. They wasn't in the same bed? They was watching each other? No, they weren't watching. They had their own separate time. Oh. And I lost touch with them. I went to see them a second time, but it was here in New York. And, yeah. There, there's a singer that I had once. There's a there's an MC that I had as well. I still know him personally. Are these mainly straight people? Yeah. That that lived, that, that, they had a heterosexual life, yeah. Right. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was mm. fun. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You still it. I'm not surprised. I was, shit. I'm not. I was. It was fun. No, ooh, baby. They had some good weed, too. They had some good weed. I know why his lips like that now. That's the weed. You stupid. <laughs> or bleaching cream shit. Fuck. One or you be looking at people like, mm-hmm, you could tell you smoke. You got the, you smoke mm-hmm. that good oh, shit. Oh, you right? smoke. <laughs> but now everybody all free with it, you know, all the laws. Is yeah, I smoke, nigga. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but back but then, let you know, we, we got the, with the nasty. Let's turn the tables now. Let's talk about something more positive. New well, f- before we even finish with the nasty, because you are an advocate, we should... You know, clean it up so you know. Cause that's now, where I'm going. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. That's where I'm going. I'm so making I'll, sure I do- I'll put them both together. Okay. As you know, meeting my father, Lee Soldier, I met Lee Soldier off of a whim. But this is the thing that I, I try to tell people: God works in mysterious ways, and He connects you to people that you don't even think that you have a connection to. Throughout my years of performing in New York City, I was dance. I was performing with him in the building together, not knowing at all who he was right. until I had my, my last partner who I've, I broke up with about nine, 10, nine months ago. Shut it up. <laughs> I see your fucking face until we broke uh, up. Do, 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 do. He originally, he met Lee, he met Lee originally. Sorry. He met him. Lee, he met Lee originally and he asked him to become his father. Oh, he and, asked? Yeah. He asked him. Oh. And within that, I got to meet Lee. And with us talking, we come to find out we were at these parties. Lee Soldier threw this party at Webster Hall called Kwamba, K-M-B-A, which stands for Kiss My Black Ass. <laughs> Love Dang. that tagline. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> and they put me in body. This is the first time that I actually did something different than beefing my dick up, putting other stuff on, and dancing at a venue like that. And, you know, this as that type house. of stripper. I mean, this is a, um, a ball? No, no, this is at Webster Hall. It's no, it's a dance party. Just dance party. An old school, an old school music dance party. Like, oh, back like, when y'all uh, had the um, the uh, what's it called? When they say there was the kids, uh, the, um, the um, the club, um, kids. club kids. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a club. Yeah, it was like a club kids party. Okay. I didn't, I never experienced that before. But they, I'm thinking, I'm just gonna get in my own gear and get out there and dance. No, they painted me. In some white, you saw those pictures before in the white paint, the body paint. Yeah. Oh, that's when they had the little. It was yes. Different. Yeah. That was that, that was, was Keith Haring inspired. It was Ooh. inspired. The guy who painted me was an assistant of someone who worked with Keith Haring. Um, Dad Lee Lee, he knows the guy. I just forgot his name. I think his name was Peter See, this something. Would, this would be pissing me off about father sometimes. I'd be like, um, when I'm gonna get body paint? Um, when y'all gonna dress me? Um, <laughs> when y'all gonna take pictures of me? Um, I got a nice body too, bitch. <laughs> but that that just kind of like you know it, with him. I'm not gonna go into that story, but my my part, my ex partner and Lee, there was a there was some of a little falling out. No fault of of Lee's, I'm sure of, and I know for sure. But mm-hmm. it kind of I see that as God's work. It's like you brought me to to Lee, right? But you were a lesson. Right, you know, so right. It was all. It was business. all. It was all. It, it all happened the way it was supposed to happen. Right. It was kind of bad. Some of the things that did happen, the way that it I went think I down. I say the same thing on how I but met Lee. It happened and it flourished to where Lee Soldier is the most inspiring man I have ever been around. Mm-hmm. I undoubtedly call that man my father. Mm-hmm. He's more than a. He's more than a mentor. He's more than a man. He's. I look up to this man. Mm-hmm. I we've shared many times, many we've shared many things, personal things that brought us even closer. And right. 
I really truly yeah, he's look definitely at him. A good support. I really truly look at him. Feed us as, like when we be you starving. You stupid. No, I'm dead serious. Like there's been times where I really was like, yo, I, I don't have no money right now. And yes, I ain't really ate. And, and he will do that. And, you know, I'd be like, I'm in Harlem. He'd be like, let's go to eat. Like, right. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. And he will do that from the <laughs> kindness of his heart. Right. And, and uh, something thing, that a parent will really do. Right. And know? the only thing that that man has ever asked for is you just do not play him or use him for what he got. Right. That's it. And that's that's all. And he stays true to that. And all you have to do is stay true to that back to him. And you will see the the, 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 the person that he truly is. Right. He's And how we really bonded is that I've been through, he's been through a lot of the same exact things verbally. Bait them that mm-hmm. I've been through. So we clicked. And that's when I started to explore what is really out here in this com- in the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. It's not what I came out and fully just experienced on my own. It was what I got to see around him. It was what I got to see around him, and then when I experienced that there's a lot of things. There's the STDs that are, that are going around, the AIDS epidemic, uh, homelessness. Yeah, there's so much, lot. and it's like people outside of the LGBT community don't see how really hard it is. And then add color on top of it. Right, and I'm and I, me just being in it, I've got to really experience these things, and I'm like, I have a story to tell, and I've also experienced so many things to where I can help another person, and. Becoming and he's put me in the forefront of so many things. That's why I feel so blessed being around him. Mm-hmm. That being a part of New York City Black Pride, I have had the most amazing time. Yeah, and I've he met puts us in the room with a lot, a of lot people. of people. Uh, yeah. I've met so many different people, and to have those people that are like way up here know you by name and face, mm-hmm. it feels so good. And they know you, they know you from all the community work that you do. I'm. Mm-hmm. I and I'm the type that I don't to do anything for my community. Money's not an money's not an object for me. Yeah, I don't worry about it. Me just to help another person in this in this community to 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 progress and feel better about themselves and knowing that they're not alone is the best feeling in the world. That's you know way what better that's than called? money. Altruism. Altruism. Yeah, that means when you do something for, when you do something without seeking a reward, like you're just oh, doing yeah. it. But you know, I don't know if altruism really exists because if you get a good feeling from it, then it's like you are getting something, even if it's just making you feel good. But at the very least, it's like you're not going into it like, um, I ain't doing it without the money in my hand. Or right. It's but that, this I think much that's more or less the real, less materialistic shit. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, I don't look for like materialistic shit. Right. As long as the person got something from it and it's something that helps them, I'm good. And sometimes networking is the best thing to come out of those things. And it's oh, like yeah. not not because, oh, I want to know y'all to see what y'all can do for me. Just because it's like it's like I have a vision and you have a vision. How dope would it be if we put our visions together? Absolutely. Like, and that's what I see things that, you know, I'd be like, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Like, and yeah, Lee does that. Like, he yep. he listens to you, like, when you try to tell him stuff. Like, like I told him about the period stuff, mm-hmm. what, like, a year or so ago? Like, and look, now I have a podcast over it. I just right. started my LLC, like, and he's been encouraging me. He's, he, we was just talking about uh, New York City Black Pride becoming a nonprofit. Yes, we got and, a 501C. Right, and he's he's trying to work on that, make and sure now, that's And now working that on really trying to, to have an LGBT center in Harlem, which right. we're getting a lot of slack from it, but it's, it's starting to go off. But something just clicked into my head that, you know, for me doing all of this and... I decided that here on your show as my sister. Oh, announcement, announcement. I'll make this announcement that, you know, in this community and in life, period, there are things that people hide because of they're uncomfortable. Like I've hid my sexuality. I've hid where I live. I've hid what I do. I don't do any of that anymore. I'm comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. And for me to be out here and help people in this community with certain things, I have to be true to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's even something that you possibly don't know. Uh-oh. I'm HIV positive. I've been HIV positive since 2007. I'm a healthy as a dog. I'm very healthy. But that's something that, you know, if, <clears throat> if I can't be comfortable telling my story, other people can't be comfortable around you. Either. Right. It just won't click right. It just it won't. Because how am I going to be comfortable with you when you're holding back something from me? You make it feel, if me doing that and doing what I just did will make the next person feel comfortable like, wow, look at how he just did it. And I'm not bothered by it. I'm not uncomfortable in any way. You're not going to receive way. no judgment from me. Yes, because you love me and I love you too, girl. I love you, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. It's just, you know, that's something I've learned over in my life that, 
You have to be that way. You know, you have to knock down these barriers, kick these walls down. That's the only Hashtag way you're going to get all 2018. Amen. <laughs> Ask him. Do a praise it. Praise it. Oh, you're going to make a shout. <laughs> make a shout. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. But no, that shit is like, it's, it's like really important to like continue to remind people you got to be open because you know nowadays everybody on social media and so much judgment and, judgment and judgment. everybody but, wants to appear perfect and everybody got skeletons in their motherfucking closet everybody, everybody first of all we know that's a lace front bitch you and now what? they even got little eyebrow lace fronts where's shit. the they exit going, door from here because <laughs> i can't do this right now they going too hard like trying to give this like right i'm glamorous i'm super should we go to we go to balls oh labels categories like that's how people live their whole life there mm-hmm. like oh and my, like that, no. And my gloves are Versace. And my boots are Versace. Like, it's like, look, Yeah, it's too much. I, I ain't got money for Versace boots right. and Versace gloves. Adidas, like, goddammit. Oshkosh, bagosh, dammit. <laughs> right, like, I don't even... Uh, Forever 21. Ooh. I don't got no... I ain't got no H&M on y'all. I ain't got no h H&M. Nope, I ain't got none of you. I got some at home. Should I burn them? <laughs> you know, I was about to put... I paid too much goddamn money for that right. shit. I, I was about to grab ass. something from H&M today, and I was like... I can't do it. I can't do it, y'all. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I support my people. I ain't gonna yeah, be looking man. like no monkey in these streets. You know, I just did. You see on on online today that I don't know where it was at, but they were tearing up an H and M. People been tearing up. They've been going. No, hard. this we saw it live. They was tearing this store up. I mean, tearing because they it think up. they really think we playing with them. No, we are not playing all 2018. We do not have time for y'all. We're about to support all black businesses. We're about to support each other. We do not have time. Like honest, straight up, straight. That's true. That's like true. that's how we kick it in. But like, I didn't. We even, don't have time for this. I didn't even know what it was about because I try not to be on social media as much. Right. But. I got to see that, and my, my partner, he put him up. Hi, babe. I know you're probably you're, you're listening now, but you're about to watch, too. But, yeah, that's like, he's, like, my main supporter. He's Are you like, about to go on live? Yeah, he's like... We I, live, baby. I, I, like, I, 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 I adore this dude. He's, like, a breath of fresh air, and Dad loves him. He was going to come today, too, because I'm like, I want you to meet her. I'm like, she's, I'm like, you will really meet my perky. You, you yeah, because I'm always the last person to know <laughs> stuff. I'm the last person to get advice. Whatever. <laughs> now I find out I'm a fucking peasant in my own fucking house. <laughs> like, I don't have time for none of y'all fucking soldiers. Fucking soldier ass bitches. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad. Oh, my gosh. Am but, I mad? <laughs> but I can tell you, the best thing about it is that being in the house of soldier, We've come a long way in these couple yeah. of years, man. Yeah. A long way. And I think what I love the most about being in a house. Okay, so I think we kind of, de- no, did I ever really define what a house was? Okay, we're going to define what a house is first in a second. But like, before I say that, what I love about being in a house is one, like, you know, I'm a transplant. Like, I'm originally from California. A transplant? I'm a transplant. To, I mean, am I? Am I still considered a transplant? I've been out here like almost four and a half years wait wait ago. i don't i've never heard that term what do you what people do you people who are not from the area and they move and they a transplant they like you're just not native okay so a transplant what the fuck i don't know that's what when i hear transplant i mean you got some type of surgery and i'm looking like that when fuck? something foreign is put into your body right like i'm oh from a different state gosh. okay whatever you're definitely I'm, wait I'm a californian your nephew said you're a plant i'm a plant <laughs> <laughs> aloe vera i heal oh my gosh <laughs> aloe vera i'm done oh aloe vera works good i'm sorry bitches, right but um so yeah i'm from california so i don't have family out here like blood family like you know i had to build my own family and the house really helped with that you know yeah. like my first year out here like I only knew a few people and those were the people I came out here with. So that was cool. But, you know, when we all start making our own way and start doing our own jobs and stuff, like, then what? You know, then you back to kind of feeling by yourself. So thankfully, you know, the person that introduced me to everybody, like, even though I'm not cool with her anymore and we I gotta still fix have, that i still have a house that i'm a and part of we gotta of. fix that you I just ran you just you keep running across <laughs> that shit look at you i still have a house that i'm a part of with family members that check up on me and you know invite me places and you know come support me yes this house is more than just a house we are a right family. and like it's helpful and although like i don't walk and i don't perform or anything like i do the community
community side. Right. And I think that's like the good thing about our house. Like not everybody. It's not. The, is, it's not like any basic house. Right. The house houses are mainly supposed to be families other than because in the LGBT community, we have many kids who who their families have really denied them, who can, don't accept their sexuality. Right. And that's what houses were really were really brought up and, and be, right. watch really Paris were. is burning if you need a little bit yeah, more Yeah, if context. you need a little bit of that, watch Paris is burning, yeah. And with this house, you're not forced to do anything. We don't pay dues. Mm-mm. We're really truly a family. We support each other. And from the first year to here now, everyone in the entire house has progressed. Mm-hmm. If it's a ballroom, community work, mm-hmm. their own little type of work outside of the community, and all, but we've all progressed. And it's all due to the push and the love that Lee Soldier has given us. Right, and it all trickles down and it to all where trickles we all do down. to each other, you know. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the best. And it's if you ain't best. in the house now, it's for a reason. Right. Ooh, I, ooh. Not even to be shady, but if you, you, if right. you're not aligned with how we, we work, then there's a ring right, right. Like, right. it's gonna show like and that's why I'm you actually live on Facebook now just let y'all get y'all a little, a oh, okay. little taste okay so hey to everybody on Facebook if y'all have any questions comments or anything for the love period podcast please ask them cause we've only just begun we haven't even touched on like the, the basis of love period, which is around, you know, feminine hygiene. And, like, he's going to talk about his mom and a few. So we're going to get there. So if you have any questions, use hashtag PerkysPod. Ask them out to him. Or you can email me at PerkysPerspectivesPod at gmail.com. PerkysPerspectivesPod at gmail.com. Yep. And, yeah, so that's that's just the beginning. Hey, Daniel, what's up? I got to go now. don't want to give y'all too much, but the podcast will be on our post when it does air and all. But bye. <laughs> Later. <laughs> they gonna be mad. I wanna hear some more. Y'all ain't gonna hear these dirty stories, these dirty stories yet. Mm-mm. You better tone in. No, 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 no. It's juicy. They'll be like, bitch, I didn't know that. Okay. You know it now. We're gonna have to just make Leilani and Lucky add in on this little conversation. Like, it ain't my what? fault. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Uh-uh. So what's next? What's the next thing? But topic? yeah, no, because we didn't fit. Okay, so the reason why. I mean, I don't know if that was the full reason other than you, you know, wanting to be free to express yourself. But, you know, like Quest said before, he's an advocate for HIV AIDS. And like you guys heard like a little bit of how he started and how he got into the sex work and sex industry. But like he said, that was in the 90s. Like, you know, times were a little different then. that was coming out of the 80s. You know, a lot of stuff was happening. Um you know, I don't know if you guys ever watched the documentary on Netflix, uh, how to, what is it, how to end a plague or how to fight a plague, something like I that. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, it's... Now I you're to, telling me that that's something I want to go watch. Yeah, I'm going to add it. It's from, it's from the white gay male perspective, but, like, we know, like, a lot of that stuff was started, Yeah. you know, because they got, like, all the attention. They had the money and the stuff yeah. to back a lot of their Grids movements. and all the rest right. of that crap. But the reason why I like it is because it showed the organization on all fronts. So it didn't just show, you know, like... Black Lives Matters and stuff like that's gotten bigger because now there's people in the background doing more of the, you know, the papers and the the research and all that stuff. Like you need somebody to do everything. And so like in how to uh, I'm pretty sure it's how to fight a plague. But like I said, I'm going to add it to the description. Um, they show how like they had committees and people would be looking up the statistics of HIV AIDS. They were going to conferences all around the world that talked about, you know, health and making sure people start addressing it. Then they had people on the streets with their banners and their signs and stuff doing protests. And so they had every level, the micro, the macro, mm-hmm. the meso, they, they hit every level of it. And, you know, I'm a social worker, so I really admired that shit. But before that stuff was really getting big and especially before it really got to hit people of color communities, there was a lot of people that were probably still practicing unsafe sex, oh, yeah. especially in other, you know, communities like LGBT. They're doing where it, they're they doing don't it now. It. Right. And, and it's mainly because of PrEP and PEP. Yeah, PrEP and they PEP think is that's a big the, deal. They think that's the easy thing to eat, so to have easy sex. So let's explain what both of them are. PEP is pre-exposure prophylactis. Mm-hmm. It's a, a single pill that you take every day. Now, let me stress that. This is the confusion. People think you take this pill... And you're fine and dandy. It does not, and I repeat, it does not protect you against STDs other than HIV infection. But is that only when you're um, with somebody consistently or with, you know? No, period. 
if you feel that you are a high risk to catch HIV, AIDS, or STDs, mm-hmm. you need to, you are, right. you if want, you live in a lifestyle that right. makes you high you risk, want you want to take this pill, day. but you have to adhere to it. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know what adhere means, I'll give it to you in Ebonics. Take your motherfucking pill every goddamn day that you're supposed to. Set an alarm, to. set a timer, right. whatever the fuck you need on to do. Time, put a note on your every forehead day. so that when you wake up, you see that shit and you take that shit. Right. Right. So that's, that's what pep. They get, that's pep. That's pep. And they get, pep. They, they get confused with that. They get very confused with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, take it it's, like your birth control. Yep. But that can be, <laughs> that is something, and it's understandably, that's something that can be hard to do. Right. Because even as being H- being infected with HIV, taking a pill every single day, right, that's another pill. It's on top so of hard. Sometimes it can be so hard because you can go through depression. I've had my time where I went through depression. I was very depressed, mm-hmm. and being depressed is the feeling of that. You feel like no one's there. There's nothing. Yeah, to do. and There's the thing about depression that is harder for you know the people who are going through it. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, this is a little PSA about depression. So one. When you are depressed, like you said, you, you know, you isolate yourself, you mm-hmm. feel, you know, lonely, you feel like nobody cares, you feel really down, you don't have motivation to do a lot. But the key thing that I said is that you isolate yourself. Yeah. So if you're already feeling lonely and then you're depressed, you do even more things to feel even more lonely. Like yeah. it's it's like one of those things. It's like when you're sad and you have a breakup and then you play all the sad songs. Like, bitch, that's Sitting not there helping. Sitting bonbons <laughs> right? rolling around on the bed. Like, I don't know why you don't like me no more. You over there. What did I do? Listen to Sansa stay with me. <laughs> like, no. Like, that's not going to help you. So, like, you know, those are the signs. Though. So if you see, if you know somebody, Especially in a city like New York, yeah. you know, if you know somebody that used to be out a lot and all those things, like go check up on them because they're not going to do anything extra right. to come see you because they're depressed. Right. Like, so just you know, stepping out of the door is a hard thing for a person. Right, depressed getting to motivate. Like I've I've been going in and out of depression myself. Like when my money ain't right, I'm like oh, I'm not gonna go nowhere, mm-hmm. and then you get depressed because you can't go nowhere, and la 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 la. You know, it just tumbles into each other. Right. So that's one one thing I am very thankful for is that I've I've had like now I it's not because of anything like health wise or things like that it's personal things that sometimes happen that will put me into the depression mm-hmm. but i am so blessed to know that i have so many people that will knock my black ass out that shit right quick and fast but pay attention though because with depression they say that when sometimes people get this like these periods where they get really happy and they have a lot of energy that's when you really still need to be constant in that person's life yeah. because usually that's when they have the energy to fulfill those suicidal thoughts if they were having them. Yep. So like I said, I've said it over and over and over again, you know, self-care is important. Therapy is important. Yes. Wellness is important. Take care of yourself. Yep. Um, but we didn't finish. So now we got to tell them what prep is because we said pep. Now we have to do prep. Pep prep. Um, Pre-exposure. Pre-exposure prophylaxis. Yeah. Yes. So prep is um. Go ahead. Prep. Go well, prep. I'm kind of like I'm having a brain fart. So prep. But I know what I know what pep, I know so, I know what prep is. But prep, I'm a little bit struck in. On okay. This so okay. So I'll I'll do it. So prep is like, say you have a Tinder date, and you about to go out. And you about to, you know, you about to hook up for the most part. So then you go ahead. Let me take this prep pill just in case, so I can really, really lower my chances mm-hmm. of maybe possibly contracting something from just in case. Maybe the condom breaker. Maybe you get too drunk and you forget to use it, or you just don't right. use it. You take it beforehand, right? Even though I encourage everybody to practice safe sex, mm-hmm. you know, prep is is there to protect you from HIV. Like he says, only HIV. Pep is you supposed to use that now. If this is like a one time thing for you, like it just something happened, maybe. I mean, you could have been a victim of sexual assault. Right. You could have had a hookup that you weren't expecting or with somebody that you don't know. Kind of like fillets, like the morning after pill. Right. You so think you, you got pregnant, hours, you got 72 hours just like to that. pop this pill for it to, for you not right. to get infected. But yeah. like he said, if you live in a high-risk lifestyle, then you use PEP more often. Right. Okay? So those are those two. I'll put all the info in the description, and maybe he can give me some links or something so you guys can read up on it more. But yes, those are very yes, important. Yes, but please just know that this is something that is really going on in the LGBT community, that these younger kids are using that just to have unprotected sex. Yeah. And they're just looking at that and thinking that in their mind, okay, this is something that won't let me catch HIV. But understand, you can catch syphilis, you can catch gonorrhea, you can catch herpes, you can catch thrush, you can get all these things still. That pill only protects you against infection of HIV. Right. Get that through your brains. It, there's no, there's, 
safe sex, still wear a condom. Come on. And if still you have HIV, you can still get another you can form still of HIV. Get a, you can still get another form. You can, you can mutate. It's a lot to learn, y'all. A it's lot. a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn, but if you're really self-care, mm-hmm. if you really have self-care in your brain, it will be a cakewalk for you. Right. Very so like Now, for me, this thing is a cakewalk. It's so it's no it's it's become the norm for me because right. it has to be because I I have a lot to live for. I have a lot I still want to do. He on his do. quest, y'all. He on I'm his quest. I'm still on my quest, <laughs> and I'm, I'm loving it. Right. There's, and remember, there's always going to be many ups and downs. It's life. That's life. It can bring you down to the lowest point, but it's not. It doesn't matter how low you go. It matters how high you go. You come after that. Pick yourself you up. Can you go I down can't stand her, y'all. I can't stand her sometimes. <laughs> I just can't. She's Can so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, people uh, like I'm the really, little sister. I have to be like, annoying. Yes, I mean, <laughs> there's things. I've lost many people over yeah. it, over dumb things, over people who don't know what they're talking about, people who are very vindictive, conniving mm-hmm. just to get what they want. I know many of us, we've all been used for certain things, but you, you know, it's life. These are things that happen. When those things happen, don't let them sit and just worry your brain. Learn from it. The next time it's close to happening, you know how to deal with it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up. It's life. Mm -hmm. Because the next person probably go through something worse than you. Or maybe oh, haven't yeah, gone karma, through it. And, and then people who try to be vindictive and stuff, karma going to kick them in karma the ass. So them. just worry about oh, yeah. yourself. You oh, know, yeah. Don't worry about being vindictive and getting people back or all that. You know, Give it to God. Do, let him handle it. He'll get them. yourself. He will karma get Karma is going to mm-hmm. come and beat their ass. Down. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to give them bumps in their booty. Uh, Walking around bum-bums. scratching. Bum-bums. Why are you scratching? You ain't got a shit. You got bum bumps. Mm, <laughs> all in your booty hole. Hell in your, in booty, your y'all. booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> we going to hell. In your booty hole. <laughs> I can't. Okay, so let's clean it up and talk about your mama. <laughs> Wait, but first let me clear this up here. Uh, we didn't talk about that. New York City Black Pride is a multicultural event that happens every August. Oh, I talk about, yeah, we could talk between about Between the months, in the month of August, preferably between the dates of August 16th through the 20th, there's five events. Yes. You can look at, you can go to the website, www.nycblackpride.com. Well, no, I'll probably send them to the Facebook. Oh, uh, you can get NYC Black, most, NYC, yeah. NYC Black Pride at Facebook.com. Yeah. Either of those, the, the, the website will show, right now, the website will show you, uh, the, the content from last year's events, that site does not get updated till months before we begin the, the, the 2018 Black Pride. This will be the 21st year this year. The 20th anniversary was very great. I had fun last year. Yes, and I had a love period booth on the boardwalk. Yes. I know I'm a princess. I'm going to stop waiting for y'all to give me my title. <laughs> Fucking queen in this bitch. Queen Perky. But yes, fuck? I urge you all to come out this coming year in August. Yes. Look at those. I'll go go to the Facebook booth, page. And now that I have, you know, the podcast, I'll probably do some stuff live. So yeah, that, that would everybody. be great. But these are, but also understand this is not just a formal LGBT event. No, I'm not. It is open yeah. to everyone. Mm-hmm. White, black, green, blue, purple, mm-hmm. orange. It does not matter what demographic you are. Mm-hmm. All are welcome. Right. These events are very multicultural. Yes. It's not like, oh, just a plain old dance party. But the last event, you will always want to be there. It's Pride at the Beach yes. at Coney Island Beach. It's growing every year. Yes. But and come to the stuff in the beginning. You know, we yes. do we do film festivals. Health symposiums. Health, all yeah. of that, yes. You know, it's many, it's many things. If you want to educate yourself on the LGBT community and learn your history, people. Yes. Please come out to these Oh, events. because um, for the straight folks that are listening, if y'all want to think that y'all straight history does not intertwine with the gay history, You're you better sadly go, back, mistaken. go back and watch Soul Train and then really figure out who was dressing these people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was writing their music? Who was writing their music? Who was teaching them to dance? Who was, who was doing their makeup? Doing Who's their doing their hair? Right. They not just, not talking, oh, there's a gay agenda. No, these no, no these people have always been, <laughs> they've always been there. <laughs> Shit is just coming to the light. Mm-hmm. You know, people coming out. <laughs> And for the homophobes, I don't want you. Right. He really I don't, don't. want and he you. Don't need I don't want no straight person. You gotta <laughs> I don't be want no straight person. Don't do it. No. We're not going to do it. No more remixes tonight. No, no. no more remixes. This is the first one I'm singing. So I got to get it all out. <laughs> but okay. So yeah. So okay. So yes, we talked about, you know, his profession and some of the things that we do in the community and all that. But the reason that I'm having him on the love period podcast is 
because he takes care of his mother. And so I wanted to get his perspective on, you know, with all the things that he's doing in the community and his personal life and having to take care of himself and, you know, helping take care of other people. How do you find the time to take care of your aging mother who um, she like attention, y'all? She like attention. So, you know, it's, it's a lot Baby. to deal with. Right. Yes. So, you know, taking care of an adult woman, you know, and the stuff that comes with her being a woman, I really wanted him to to go into. So, yeah, well, I'll start it off that my mom, she's now she's 71 years old. I've been taking care of her since she was 69. Okay, so two years. Um, my mom has many pre-existing Three. conditions I don't know how to count as far as tendonitis in her ears. She's had she's had she's had she's had triple bypass. Oh my god. She has glaucoma in the eyes. She has she's diabetic. She has a pin in her left hip where she cannot bend the hip. She's broken her right ankle. And and that's about it. When did she break her right ankle? She broke her ankle when she had a stroke in the hospital. And that was? That was six years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's and when a she, lot going She on. broke her ankle in the hospital. She had the stroke. They let the, the, the fucking nurses let her get out the bed, and she broke her ankle in the bathroom. She slipped on piss on the floor in the bathroom. My grandma, before she passed away, she broke her hip. My, gra- my aunt had came in there into her room. Mama, would, do you need anything? Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm fine. Two seconds later, she's trying to get out the bed to do something. Like, That's I, how I just came in here and tried to... And she, then she through broke all her, the ailments that she has, she's strong and will. But I'll, I'll explain how... Oh, and that how. mouth is strong as fuck, too. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> what did she tell you the other day when I had called you? Suck her dick. <laughs> Straight up, she will tell you that. Quick and fast. That lady... I'm she telling don't talk you, to me like that because she like me. That is one of the strongest <laughs> women I have known in my life. She don't cut no corners. She will tell it like it is. She has no fucking fear. But this is how it happened, you know. I was living... I'm actually moving back into my apartment that I moved out of. Mm-hmm. Because now that... Well, let's let's just get to the story. You'll understand why. Um, two years ago, um, my mom was with her common-law husband. And he con- he came down with... Uh, lung cancer. What he told us is that he was in stage three. He said he had an 11, 11 centimeter mass on his chest. He didn't tell you until he was stage three or he found no, out at stage three? this is the thing. He was already stage four. Oh, shit. He was trying to not show it, tell us everything because he knew how my mom would possibly handle it. But he knew I would be able to handle it okay. When he told me, I just com- got compelled to, you know, let me know what's going on because my whole thing is, listen, I'm a pothead. I know some weed is medicinal all around the board, but I know the oil. First of all, weed is a plant <laughs> and plants is put on this earth to take care of us. Yes, it is. If you use leaves, if y'all, if y'all know me even a little bit, you know, I make teas for everything and I'm going to look it up. I make it into ointment. I make it into anything. Yes, and the medical sometimes properties. I smoke it. <laughs> I smoke it. Yes. I may smoke it. You know, really, je, I ne, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> So I, I wanted to, I, I was trying to, you know, let him, because when I, he, he, he used to be a heavy drinker. He stopped drinking. And when I would go visit them, I'd have a blunt on me. And I'm like, come on in here. Let's go eat to trick him. And he'll sit in the living room and eat with me. And I'll whip out a blunt. And me and him would get into a little talk. And he'll start pulling. He's one of the happiest weed smokers ever. Because when he drink, he a mean son of a bitch. Yeah, because we are. And he'll smoke. a downer. Yeah, he'll smoke. He'll be quiet. And he'll be chill. Turn on the music on a nice low tone. And we'll chill and be cool. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do that. He was just pushing things away, and I got to witness him deteriorate. He signed himself out to the hospital so many different times, and then he started to not want to eat. I would Men try to have help a weird feed relationship him. with doctors and hospitals. I try. I would try to feed him and all this and everything. And this months passed. I think it was about four months, mm-hmm. and I went home after hanging out with them for a full day. He was already not feeling well, and I got home, and it was about. 8 p.m. My mother called me. Said they just took Alex to the hospital again, and I don't know if he's gonna come back. He's really something really messed up, Stevie. I'm like, um, I need your help, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come see you, but I'm gonna go to the hospital first. I went to the hospital. They have him in the trauma room. His eyes are bulging out of his eye, out of his face, and he could hardly breathe. He has so much secretion in his throat, and he's and they but they have a, a breathing mask over his mouth, and he's trying to. Tell me, trying to speak, and you can't really understand him. But then I got to understand him. He said, I got to pee. 
and his brother standing right there next to, next to me by the cot, and he understood. He said, "You didn't well, have a catheter." No, he couldn't. They didn't put no catheter on him. Oh. And he said, "He says like Steve. I think he said he got to pee." I'm like, oh, "He said, what are we gonna do? I think he wants you to hold his dick." And he's making it. He's looking at it as funny. Aww. With me, when a situation like, like yeah, that he's happens, in the hospital, right? Like. When a situation like that happens, all of that bullshit is out of my brain. You think, oh, I'm like, oh, if you do this to this person, oh, this you get gay. And I'm like, listen, I put a, I put an extra sheet over him. I got the piss bucket. I went and put my gloves on. Went there, grabbed this little piece of meat, and put it in the hole into the goddamn thing. He couldn't piss though. He was just what he was feeling. He just couldn't do it. I stood oh, there for a good 10 minutes. I stood there for a good 10 minutes holding this thing, looking at the cell. I'm like, okay, any of y'all bitches come in here and say anything, I'm going to spaz at y'all. Yes, this is my stepfather. Yes, I got a finger and holding his goddamn dick up, and I got this thing in there so he can piss. He needs to fucking piss. He's in the hospital. Mind your neck. Right. He didn't wind up pissing. So I took the thing, I put it down, and then the nurse, she comes to me. She's like, um, he's already, he's, he's, I don't know if he let you know, but he's in stage four, and we don't know if he's got any, he's got much time left. I'm like, you can't, you got to be kidding me. And I'm like, well, this is not something I'm going to say to my mother. But I'm like, I called her and I'm like, mommy, I'm coming now and I'm coming to get you because you need to spend some, you need to come and you need to come and spend some time with him. You need to come and spend some time with him. So I got her, I got her in her wheelchair. And for, for some reason, it, we've never been able to get a yellow cab. The yellow cabs, they have the, the, the um, wheelchair access in the yeah. back. We found there was like 30 of them coming down the street. We got one of them, put her in the back. We got up to the hospital, got her up into the trauma room and let her sit by the bed. And she's sitting there. She's talking to him. He's talking to her. And she, I see her and she starts to cr she starts to pout a little bit. And, and I'm like, wow, okay, so let's go a little further because um, it's, it's getting there now. But he passed away the next morning at 9 a.m. And as soon as I, she gave me that call and told me, I hightailed it and I went to the house with her. From that day, April 21st, no, April 15th, I was with my mother and I stayed with her all the way up until then. And since that time, I only have one sibling living. My two brothers, one died of AIDS, one was murdered. And So it's been all on you? It's been all on me, but I have a biological sister who's still living, who's only been there to visit and help me with my mother out of two years, six times. Six times. That's bad that you can count it. Yeah, because I, I specifically know when she comes up. And when she does come up, it's convenient. It has to be convenient for her. My mother needs her access her. Come visit me. Come visit me. Only if she's in the immediate area, she'll come. That's the only way. And when she shows up, she drunk. What is the... Oh. And she'll give... And I'll, like, let her have her time. I'll stay in the living room. Let her have her time with her. But I'll go and walk in the room just to check up. She passing her, she passing her a cup of Hennessy. The fuck is wrong with you? She just took her meds. She just took, like... She takes 12 pills a day. You giving her Hennessy she on top of loopy, pills? Right. She going to be looped up. I'm like, no, she don't need that. My cousin's there. My cousin was there one time too. Um, oh, yeah, she can smoke this weed. Oh, see, now that we okay with. Because this makes her comfortable. She good. She going to want to eat. She going to want to be active. Right. Let her do that. Come to find out, I walk out the room. She gave her the shit anyway. I got to rush my mother to the hospital. Because she's having a reaction. She just took her meds. What kind of person are you? You're her daughter. That's why good support is yeah. necessary. And now I'll just speed it up. It was very stressing. I don't want to go too much of the story because it's going to choke me up because it's going to I'm going to get emotional by it. But right. still to this day, she's not there. And there's a situation now with her common law husband was very pro black dude back in the 50s, 60s. The woman stayed barefoot, pregnant in the house, in the house, cooked dinner, all of that. That's how you want it. Wouldn't her have no control. Oh, with so night like, within yeah within NYCHA, there's a yearly household composition that you have to put together in, with mm -hmm. NYCHA. He did not want her to do it, so she was not on the household composition. So when it came time to to do the household composition and have NYCHA know who's living in the apartment, we couldn't do it because they didn't even know she was there for the 26 fucking years that they've been there. Okay, so that's when we going. Mm. Okay, for women, men, anybody. Do not ever, ever, ever let somebody not put your name on the lease. Yes. If you buy a house with somebody, your name goes on that house note. It would create I, so many problems. Yes, because yes. I've had family members where, you know, it came time for them to get the house. It's like, you're not even on the note. Mm -hmm. But you've been paying the rent. So right. now you're going to get kicked out of your place. And we know how New York was working nowadays. Oh, we know yeah. how a lot of these states are working. Gentrification is a bitch. Buying shit, paying for shit is, is really hard, especially due to housing going up and up and up. So, no, don't. Yeah. yeah. Moving forward. 
But I'll say the three this. Three Fs. Remember the three Fs. Feed fuck finance. If they ain't giving you that, they ain't got shit to say and about your life. even if they are, if you got a sugar daddy, you got anybody. <laughs> if you buy me a car, my name is going on that car note. If you buy me an apartment, my name is going on that That's apartment. That's the finance part. That's the finance. That's the finance part. That's <laughs> <But> God. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So um, just tell us briefly about the... Um, the way you helped her health wise, like with her one, you know, as a woman. Wow. Okay. So for her, so for, for my mom, what I do is I, I get, I put her medications together. I fill her prescriptions. I take her to most of her appointments. I cook for her every day. For the past two years, I cook breakfast, lunch, dinner for her every single day. It's not stressing. It's something that I do because I have, I have a background in culinary arts and it's become fairly easy and she's comfortable with it. I roll her blunts for her. I buy her weed for her. I wash her, I clean her, I take, I give her her physical therapy and all, and it's sometimes it can be stressing because she can not want to do it because she can get lazy. But all in all, I've from these two years, she's gone from a really depressed state to a very comfortable, healthy, knowing herself and who she is as a black woman right. and what she needs to do for herself and to live even further. And I have to say that she's very, she's good now. She's really good. Right. She's really good. And this is. You know, this is gonna make for an easier transition. Transition. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, because you know, as he said, he's finally about to move back into his own place, yes. and you know, he's comfortable enough to let somebody else help him with his mom. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's good. Oh, so 